Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Now, here's a little secret with what I do at the Rod Peterson Show. I've made a career of it. I don't care whether you like me or you don't like me, but when you watch my show, I just want you to feel something. How about that? Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're proud, I just want you to feel something. Because a lot of times you'll read a column or watch a show and say, eh. That's never been the hallmark of what I do. I want to make you think. I want to make you feel something. And it's worked. And if you don't agree with me, I'll be fine. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Rod Peterson Show. And if you are just tuning in, it's been a blast. Uh, We can hear exhale a little bit in Hour 2. We've got most of the guests out of the way. We had Mark Moser in Hour 1, the TV voice of the Colorado Avalanche, and I feel like we really bonded. I've never talked to him before. He's my kind of dude. Wearing an avalanche cap, for God's sakes. That's the American thing when the play-by-play guys wear their team's paraphernalia. In Canada, you get hung in effigy for that, burned at the stake. My kind of guy. And then Amanda Ruler, what a story. Her uh, now on the Seattle Seahawks coaching staff, and it sounds like she's going to be there a while. Let's bring in the moose because I've known Amanda a long time. Uh, Darren, a very close friend of Amanda's too, maybe closer friend than I am with her. And I've been close friends with her. Man, I'm so proud of her, Darren. And, you know, you know why she went to the NFL Combine and didn't tell anybody. You know why. And knocked on doors and shook hands. She didn't want anybody to find out or anybody to ruin it. And it worked. Man, she looks happy down there in Seattle. Crushing it. And that's what you want, right? You want to see other people have success. And I think it's just amazing seeing what she's able to do. Yeah, well, and the main thing is, I don't know what other people's goals are in this business, but yours and mine are pretty much the same, and that is to be happy and have fun. That's about it. And the wonderful thing is nobody can head us off at the pass or ruin our plans because we don't know where we're going either next. That's the fun thing, which (laughs) that's the truth. Maybe a couple months anyways. But one of, one of the viewers wrote in, and I apologize, I can't remember whom it was. Oh, it was Daryl in Sherwood Park, Alberta. And he wanted to know. He's so excited to hear about the sports trip. And again, these are kind of the things that I leave to you. Not really my deal. I just kind of go where I'm told it works out for us. Don't ask, people. But I get the sense, like I thought it was at, at L, it was going to be L.A., but you're, I get the sense that it's not necessarily L.A.? Well, it's not necessarily. I mean, I would, if I'm at Bet Regal putting odds on our trip, that's where I would put the betting favorite. Um, It's the most uh, juicy destination with the most possibilities. But until we get the confirmation that we're going to be able to accommodate the National Football League, the NHL, and others, maybe the NBA, we'll see. um, uh, Then we'll get it on sale. Well, the NHL schedule isn't out yet, right? So it's going to, it'll take a while. Ryan is watching in Toronto. He says it'll be fun to follow the Amanda Ruler storyline this NFL season. For sure. We covered a lot 
of NHL last hour. For the CFL fans that are tuning in as the kickoff to week two, let's do it. I've been teasing it. I've been pushing it. And I actually got interrupted halfway through my dealer no don't Deal or no deal. I was playing it with myself, Darren. Now I'm going to bring you in. This is fun. Week two. Uh, Montreal at Toronto. The Argos are favored by three and a half. And I'm taking that bet at BMO Field at betregal.ca. Are you? Argos three and a half or more to beat Montreal tonight. I'm not taking it. I'm, uh, I'm on the Owls back-to-back weeks. So I'll take Montreal. How about that? Uh, well, you were right. You How were about right that? You picked last week, Winnipeg at Ottawa on Friday night. The Blue Bombers are favored by two point five, and I said I'm not taking it. I think Ottawa is not only going to beat the spread; I think they're going to win the game outright at TD Place Friday night. But can't speak for you. What's your take on that game? How's Zach Caleros? Um, I assume he's okay. So if he's fine, I'll take Winnipeg. I think I think it was a bit of a wake up call for Winnipeg. I'll take the Bombers. Last I heard was that Zach said, I'm okay, uh, to friends and fla- family after the game outside the locker room for the Bombers. Saturday doubleheader, Calgary at Hamilton, the Hall of Fame game. Tiger Cats are favored by the slimmest of margins, a point. Deal or no deal? I'll take the deal. Yeah, I'll take the deal. I'll take Hamilton. Why? I think they're more of a championship-ready team. Um, I think both teams had a really bad opening week. That's why the spread's so tight. Um, and I just think they're the team that's closest to turning it around the fastest. Okay. Well, I think there's a lot of pressure on Hamilton for their showing last week in Saskatchewan. That's my biggest reason why I'll go along with you and take that bet from Bet Regal Ticats to win by one or more over the Calgary Stampeders. And finally, it's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Edmonton Elk. And I'll be landing in Calgary in time to watch this game. I'm excited to watch it on television, obviously, on TSN. Going up against Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final, I can't think the CFL would like that. But the Rough Riders are favored by 7.5. The Rough Riders are favored by 7.5. Deal or no deal? It's a tough one. You know, because you know, you think that Edmonton's going to be better, but how much better? I'll take the deal. I'll take Saskatchewan to cover. I'm with you. I talked to Elk staff today, and uh, that big-time loss at Vancouver last week, it hurt him. It knocked him against the ropes. Yeah. And it's sort of like, how are you going to respond? Right? As they say, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. I love that phrase. It's my guy Luke Mullender's favorite phrase phrase okay Edmonton you don't have what you thought you had how do you come out and they're facing this team that the pundits are very bullish on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders first or second in whomever's power rankings you favor um it's not a good matchup for the rough or for the Elks in week two um (laughs) John Kirby watching at Edmonton he says deal Edmonton wins and no deal Saskatchewan loses Somebody had asked Tim Manto on YouTube last hour saying, what are the power rankings this week? Clark dug them out. I thank Kristen and Winnipeg for sending them to us via the 902 text line. If you want to throw them up, Clark, that would be great. This, this is from CFL.ca. I don't agree with much of it. I do agree with Winnipeg being number one, of course. Rough Riders went up to number two. There's no reason to think that they're not at least the second best team in the league. Argos are the third best team they didn't even play. Hamilton dropped the spot to fourth. 
despite, you know, with their loss at Sask. Ottawa lost but climbed to fifth. Okay. The BC Lions climbed to sixth by virtue of their huge win over Edmonton. Calgary won but dropped to seventh. Okay. Montreal dropped to eighth. And then Edmonton, their ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth, getting spanked at BC Place last week. By the way, I read an article here. Uh, by the way, Arlen Bruce the Third watching. Hey, AB. He says the Elks had zero wins at home last season, so the country will be watching. Oh, I know. I get it. I get it. From the Barflies, they're watching on YouTube and say, with the work stoppage drama, a lot of teams are still playing preseason ball. Oh, yeah, well, it's, hey, man, we're early on in this whole thing, and it's week two, but you have to understand, you, the football people, you go do what you do. You coach them up. You have great practices. Drop a great game plan. You leave what we do up to us. I'm not saying you specifically, AB3. But we're going to talk about, Darren, the drama. And guys, do you think the owners care that maybe they got a late start and some practices were missed? They don't care. They're not real nice guys, I don't think. Although I think Gary Stern seems cool. He's all over Twitter today promoting tonight's Argos Alouette game. Amar Doman in Vancouver, if I'm saying that right. Cool dude. No doubt. Coaches don't care. Leave the talking to us. You guys just go play ball. You understand what I'm saying, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, for sure. They're not, I, for, I think for the most part, they're not paying attention to it. Not a big deal. They just want to go out and play. Simple. Who do you think's not paying attention to it? Because I believe they are paying attention to it. Well, I mean, you talk about late starts and caring if they're on the field or not. I mean, I don't know how much time they spend looking backward is the point. They're here now. So they just want to get, you know, look at the week that's in front of them, right? Yeah, stuff that we say on the air might show up on their desk and they may or may not pay attention to it. But, you know, at this point, worrying about what's happened in the past is a waste of time. That's the winner's mentality. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm also saying not everybody looks at it that way. and. Um, just with uh, John in Edmonton says, Rod, why don't you just come to Edmonton and buy a ticket to the game on Saturday? You're not needed in Calgary till Monday because John, I don't get to Calgary until 8 PM. Be pretty hard to jump in a car and drive to Edmonton. And I have the perfect flight, by the way, I don't leave Orlando till 5:45 PM and it's straight shot to Calgary, not have to go through Toronto and pull the Ryan Whitney and be stranded there for a day or two. When I was coming back to Florida, Darren, I didn't even tell you this. I was in the Toronto airport, and I walked by a ticket gate. And the lady was on the mic, weary, upset travelers standing there, hanging on her every word. And she's like, I'm sorry, we might be able to get you to London, Ontario tomorrow, but probably not, maybe Tuesday. And this was on a and they're just like, like, I don't know. I don't want to sign blame. I'm just avoiding it. As I said to my guy, Brian, today, the mayor of Dodge City, he asked me if I was going through Toronto. I'm like, I avoid it at all costs. Flying out of Orlando to get to Calgary direct to not have to go through Toronto. So thank you, John, for caring. 
Um, Tacona Powley in Winnipeg says, Caleros is good to go, and the blue will be much better in the win. I knew the CFL fans were excited about this portion of the show. It's 111 Eastern, by the way, and we are all on the right track. I mean, the Alberta fans are enjoying this show. There's like, it's why it was so great to see Amanda coming on last hour and see her crushing it and see what she did, what she set out to do. Because there's a lot of naysayers. There's a lot of haters. Any successful person has them. I said to you the other day, there's people trying to get up us. New haters, Darren. Not the same old, same old. We got new ones. And I'm like, the more success we have, the more our brand grows, the more haters we're going to have. And I think that people have to look at my smiling, sunny, tan face and look at your sunny, tan face that needs a haircut and go, these guys are really, really happy. You got to deal with it. And when I leave Florida this weekend, I'm going to Alberta. That's where we're going to be doing the show from, and it's going to be great at Gray Eagle. Um, How much of a problem is it for the CFL, do you think, the Game 2 of the Stanley Cup is Saturday night, smack dab against the Riders and Elf? Um, It's an issue, for sure. I think it's an issue, but um, I think the Rider fans will watch. The Edmonton Elks fans will watch. Um, And so I think the viewership numbers will be fine. I really do. I think there's enough of an audience um, that will watch both. But uh, for sure, it's always going to be an issue when the Stanley Cup Finals on. I knew that this would just be a fun sesh of sports talk when you returned. Uh, Todd Pinks writes in one of our P1s. He says, going to Florida is amazing, but if it's not direct, it's the biggest cluster F ever. Uh, it can be. But Darren's counseled me on some of these sessions where you say, just imagine how great it'll be when you get the journey can be a little bumpy, but just think about the destination. If that isn't a microcosm for life, I don't know what is. And back to the Rattlers thing that I said I was going to bring up with you. You said there was yep. a good crowd last night for the Rattlers of the Scarborough Shooting Stars. And Brady, what, another one of our P1s, was there. And he said a lot of the people showed up to see J. Cole. So and he wasn't there. Not playing to the Shooting Stars anymore. So I don't really have a problem with what the CEBL did here, but just explain it, if you don't mind, to your knowledge of this situation. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, his tour dates. You know, Jay Cole signed with the Shooting Stars, but this tour was still there. So I think all along, like, I don't know how he expected or anybody expected him to play the whole year, <laughs> but he started playing, played four games. That was it. I don't think it surprised a lot of people inside the league. But surprising the fans, because they didn't know. And so the place was packed. It was a great crowd. It was full. The one thing I will say is, you know, I heard that on the concourse and talking to people. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, I bought tickets to see J. Cole. And he's not here, and that's kind of upsetting. But nobody left. They all had a good time. The, a- the atmosphere was good. So now, you, you know, you hope that the teams do a good enough job with people in the building to entice them to come back. Um, but no, it was, it was good last night in the J. Cole thing. Yes, yeah, left some people upset, but uh, it's got a, some spotlight on the league, which is a good thing. Well, and that's why, that's why I wanted to get into that, and I'll just read a few comments from our viewers. 
Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg says, I bet the RP Show studio is covered in cobwebs right now. LOL. No, it's not. I've tried to say it. And I've. this is why I've said to Darren, I feel like this is the last time I'll say it. I can't get on my knees and explain to every single freaking person what's going on. So I just decided to live my life and move on and everybody will follow in line at some point. Clark and Jordan and Ryan and the IKS studio, there you go in there every day. This show is being operated and produced out of the sweatpants capital. There are no cobwebs. This is the direction of the show. Can we please get with it? But I can't sit and tell every single person on the planet, so I'm just going to do my thing. Eventually, they'll figure it out. From A.B., Arlen Bruce, he says, your show definitely deserves an award. What can we call the award, guys? Maybe an Emmy? I don't know. We're now swinging in the territory of uh, Canadian television shows, right? Gemini? Gemini Award. I think we deserve a Gemini Award. For what? I don't know. Um, And John in Edmonton, last comment I'll read from him today. CFL cannot predict that the NHL will be on Saturday. People need to get over that stuff. I couldn't agree more, but it is what it is. So we'll have to, uh, we'll find out come Saturday night how many are in the seats at Commonwealth. I think it's going to be a good crowd. Or how many are watching the Stanley Cup final on TV because it's a hell of a series. We'll find out when the ratings come up. Moose, don't move. Everybody else will be right back. You're watching the RP Show. No Game Plus today. YouTube live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Not sure if they're necessarily in mourning today here in Florida, but their Lightning did lose last night, and they trailed the Stanley Cup final one game to none following the Avs 4-3 OT victory last night. Our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who was the biggest factor in game one of the Stanley Cup final on Wednesday night? Andre Burakovsky, who scored the OT winner. Gabriel Landeskog, the Colorado captain, had a goal and a helper. Or Andre Vasilevsky, the goalie for Tampa, who had what I would think he would call an off night or other. I just checked the latest, and the Twitter results show that it is Landis Cog, our viewers feel, was the, or at least the voters of our poll, had the biggest factor in game one. Game two goes Saturday night at Ball Arena in Denver. Trent Abaruner is watching in Norway Moose as we bring the Moose back in. He says, Norway here. The Avalanche proved they could hold their own with Tampa Bay. Colorado's speed was the difference in overtime. That from Trent in Norway. And uh, Pinks again writes in and says, the men's national summer 18 hockey team selection camp roster was just announced. Why is Connor Bedard not on it? But Tanner Howe is. It's because Connor will be invited to the under 18 uh, roster. He'll be on that. Can't be on both. We went through that last year. Um, from the Barflies on YouTube says, do you see a return of the tight end to the CFL? I would say not anytime soon. Name me one tight end in the CFL 
right now that's an impact player and a key part of an offense? I can't name one. Unless I'm out to lunch. Moose, how would you answer to that? No. No, I can't see it. No. Um, don't have one, won't have one. I don't think so. D-D-D. You see that my mind's going. I'm trying to just... Re- but what I can say and what I can't say. I had some interesting calls last night, Moose, that I didn't even tell you about from around the NHL, around the CFL, <clears throat> and even one NFL. Just background stuff, you know? Um, but I'm not quite done on this, nor are the viewers. Viewer in Edmonton says it happened in Edmonton last Saturday. Fans thought J. Cole was going to be there. They bought tickets to go and see J. Cole. We need... For th- couple things we might win a gemini moose because i don't know what the category would be but i've got people writing me now saying rod you're a champion of canadian sports keep up the good work i'm like this isn't new these are people from all across the country darren we're not doing anything new would you agree yeah i i agree (laughs) we're we're not reinventing the wheel here well no we have this is 780 episodes we haven't changed a whole lot except we used to talk a heck of a lot more Rough Riders and CFL. We've branched out into other leagues, but it's just we love sport and we love Canadian sports. So I got to say, I want to speak for you, although I think I know your feelings on this. I'm with the CEBL and the Shooting Stars. There was all this ballyhoo, this expansion team that Drake's part owner of, going to bring in this big rapper, J. Cole, and we all do. I didn't know who he was, but it had me paying attention. So we played, what'd you say, four games? I think so. And then he left to go on tour. I know he's very popular, and he opened for Rihanna at Sastel Center in Saskatoon, and now he's gone. So now fans across the country are buying tickets to watch the shooting stars play, and J. Cole's not there. And in a way, they feel duped. To me, you wanted to get on people's radar, because how many people, (laughs) I get a lot, Darren, write me and say, I didn't even know there was a CEB. I didn't even know what it was, except for your show and your coverage and your Twitter. Well, now you know. Maybe they should have held a news conference, and if they did, I missed it, and said, hey, it was great having J. Cole for four games, but he's now gone on tour. Come watch us anyways. I don't think they did that, but I, I think it was a gimmick and a stunt that worked, and I don't think they should have to apologize. Do you? No, I don't, because at the end of the day, you can't control that he's got to go on tour and that he decides to leave and all of that. Even if you kind of knew ahead of time, you want to create buzz and, and get people into the seats, and I think, that's, I think they accomplished that. So I think that's good. Um, now it's up to the teams and the promotions people to keep people coming to the, to the arenas. That'll be the challenge. Can you do that without a name like J. Cole? But the basketball is entertaining. The product is good. And uh, we'll see if it carries over. But no, I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah, and you know, there's a huge difference here. And I've been around this marketing game a long time. And I'm following extremely closely what the leagues are doing and i'm seeing a shift and my phone has started ringing from teams all over this continent and leagues all over this continent and i love it it feels good it's like it's been three years darren and it's like (sighs) we finally have hit a level here where we're on the radar of the sports conscience of not just the fans but the teams and the leagues and um my point on that is they're getting him into the building to go to the CEBL games, and they like what they see. It's like I say, if you got 
new people into CFL games, the product is so good, I think they would come back. But one thing that we hear the most is that the tickets are overpriced. You don't hear that about the CEBL, and you dang sure don't hear it about junior hockey, although you do hear complaints about attendance there. But I think with the CEBL, it was similar to the NLL. They didn't trick me into going. They literally asked me to come and try their product, and I loved it. I bought season tickets, and I've gone ever since. CEBL, they're confident in their product. So maybe they hoodwink people a little bit. Not even intentionally, I don't think. But people show up, and you said last night it was bumping in the house. Those people will yeah. be back. I don't think you feel du- If you got duped and you went to a restaurant and you had a crappy meal, you're not coming back. I get that. That's not what this is. No, I don't think so. I think, you know, you get people in the building, and they did have a good time. So, you know, I know you're not going to get that many people in the building every game, and their ticket sales are probably going to go back down a little bit just simply because he's not playing. But, no, good entertainment, and hopefully people go back. From uh, Jeff in Winnipeg, he says, uh, I'm good. Jeff Cabellas, he says, I'm good with the RP show doing how you do things. I was just joking about the cobwebs. I just hope producer Clark and crew are doing upkeep in that studio. LOL. Bingo! I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Wayne in BC says, I'm a football guy, but I'm enjoying all the hockey talk as well. I'm even okay with golf, curling, and baseball thrown in as well. It's just, it's called the Rod Peterson Show for a reason. I've never really asked Darren why he wanted to name it that, but in retrospect, I'm glad that you did. Um... From my old radio show, The Sports Cage, after I left, people were like, are you upset? You're not part of that anymore. You're upset with it. It's become since you've gone. And I'm like, no, because I was habitually reminded by radio station people. It wasn't my show. They said, it's not your show, Rod. It's called The Sports Cage. It's our show. Okay, it's your show. Good. This I feel a little more attachment to, obviously. But when I left the Rough Riders, people don't understand. And you do, Darren, because you were there. But it was tunnel vision. I had no idea what was going on outside that tunnel. No clue. I hardly followed the NHL at all. Had a little middling idea of junior hockey and PGA. What? NLL? Forget it. No, I love being able to work with all these leagues. But having said it, I don't mind saying this, Kevin Smith in Edmonton was with Global Television in Calgary for 20 years. He's now with Alberta Golf. He's done the opposite of me. He's happy to not have to deal with 50 different sports. He's happy to deal with one and focus on golf. That's cool, too. Man, we're the exact same age. But I'd like to think that we've earned the right in our professional careers to be able to talk about what we want about wherever we are, wherever we want to talk about it. You know what I mean? And so it is cool seeing it evolve. And BW in Edmonton says, I appreciate how the show's evolving. I can see the day where there is multiple guests online at one time. The production crew is steadily growing. I think we now have a new system, do we not, Darren, where we could have three or four people on the air at one time. I don't know if that we want that, though. Again, we'll you know see where it goes, right? Like There's, there's so many possibilities on what we can do with this show, and that's the fun part to kind of navigate. Yeah. And again, you can't cut us off at the pass because we don't know where we're going. That's so refreshing. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Rod, would you take another CFL job if the opportunity were to arise? I'll tell you right now, absolutely not. And it's already arisen. 
And no, I would not. Because again, at the age of 49 and having been in this business since I was 16, I'm preferring working with hockey. It's more comfortable to me. It's easier to me. That's where the bulk of my contacts are. I enjoy keeping the CFL where they are. This relationship is good. Let's keep it that way. I don't need to get any closer into it. And I'm sure they agree. Paul Jefferson watching on YouTube says, guaranteed fights in hockey, rappers, rappers playing basketball. It's all marketing. Yes, it is. And it's what so few leagues have remembered over the years. By the way, another from John in Edmonton, because he's really brought this shit spot today, the good stuff. He says, Terry Jones got released from his job yesterday. And Darren, you saw that. There were viewers writing me yesterday saying, you got some Terry Jones stories, some good stuff on Terry Jones. He'd been with the Edmonton Sun since 1967. If it's not his hometown, it's darn close to it. He's an Alberta guy. Jonesy, I think you've met him, haven't you, Darren? Terry Jones? Yes. Yep. Just, just a guy, an enormous human being with a heart to match. He always liked me, and I don't know why. Those old-timers always liked me. It's the younger ones that give me all the freaking flack. I don't know why that is. But the older guys always liked me. So Jonesy always always asking me if I was going to go be the voice of the orders or go be the voice of the Eskimos. And believe me, on multiple opportunities, I had the chance to be the voice of the Eskimos and said no thanks. But to Jonesy, um, we would always sit and talk. He would always want to. He's, I just realized it. They saw myself in them. Jonesy always wanted to know the vibe. What's going on? What's the pulse in this province? You know, and then he would take everything that I told him, tweak it his way, and put it into a column. You know, this is what's going on in Saskatchewan, and I would love reading it. He's one of those guys, Terry Jones, that when you picked up the Toronto Sun, you tore through it to get the Jonesy's column, and you didn't care about anybody else. You wanted to know what Terry Jones had to say. Not hardly any of those guys left anymore. That's a fact, Jack. And as he got up in years, those stairs, there's no elevator, or maybe there is, but Jonesy never used it at Commonwealth Stadium. Those stairs are long in Edmonton. So when the Riders were playing the Eskimos, whether it was a big regular season game or a big playoff game, he would give me his tape recorder and say, Rod, go shove this in Durant's face. Go shove this in Getzlaff's face. Go shove this in Chamberlain's face, if you don't mind, and record the interviews for him. Bring him back. I'm like, absolutely. And then it became to a point where I would just record them on MP3 and email them to Jonesy because he didn't want to go down the stairs and up. So I figured it was the least I could do for this guy who's in every Hall of Fame, just because he's gave me so much enjoyment reading him over the years. You know, but that's really all I have to say. But he coined the phrase combine pilots. We called rider fans. I think it was his term, the factor factor that I stole. I think he, I think he said that. That's so, cool. Do you have any thoughts on him? No, I, I saw the outpouring of support on social media, and it's tough, like, you know, for a guy like that to go out this way. But uh, no, I mean, what a career, what a great guy. Um, and you just know by, you just look at the, the social media interactions and the people that are showing support. That's all you need to know about the guy and where he stands. Yeah. And I don't know how Jones will feel. Like Jeff, the Stamps fan, asked if I would ever go back to the CFL. Look. I look at guys like Dwayne Mendruziak, 49 years with the Eskimos. <laughs> Terry Jones, since 1967 with us. <laughs> you know, my old color guy, Carm Carcheri, 28 years in the rider radio with. 
which I had nothing to do with, but he thinks that I did. And I've just seen so many relationships ruined with this industry. That I'm not going to be that way. I, Jonesy said this didn't end the way that I wanted it to. Well, of course not. Does it ever? It doesn't ever for anybody. But here's me. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. 20 years for me in the CFL. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Made a lot of friends. See you later. Boom. I'm on to my next thing. The sun's shining. But so many people can't get over a significantly traumatic event in their lives. And it actually haunts them for the rest of their days. It's very evident. I'm not going to be that guy. It was great. See you later. And I hope those guys can get to that point. They've got a long ways to go to get. Moose, I'll see you for overtime. See you then. Because we're going to talk NLL next and the exciting final with Steven Stamp from Lacrosse Link. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's the RP Show, episode number 780 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. And as was said about it this week, talking about leagues and topics that the other networks won't touch. And by the way, on the evolution of this show, uh, Brady in Saskatoon has been with us since day one. He says, I love the addition of talking about all sports. Keeps the show flowing with new and intriguing content and up-to-the-moment news. Thank you, Brady. Tank Abbott watching in the Energy City says the RP show is in a different stratosphere in relation to any other sports talk show. That's why I watch. Keep it up and go Riders. And that's the thing as we bring in Steven Stamp from Lacrosse Link. This is not fake. I love the NLL. And that's why you're here, Stamper, to talk about it. There's one game. We're going to a best of three at Key Bank Arena on Saturday night. What a final it's been. For those that don't know, Colorado-Buffalo. Recap where we got to to get to Game 3 Saturday night. Yeah, you know, Buffalo wins the East in a, a pair of one-goal games and, like, last-second games over Toronto. And then Colorado wins the West in a three-game series over San Diego. Game 1, Buffalo wins at home 15-14, you know, 39 goals, an absolute back-and-forth, just a crazy game. Then Game 2, Colorado was already without Ryan Lee, their leading scorer from the regular season. He was He's missed the whole playoffs with a knee injury. Now, after game one, Eli McLaughlin is out. He's their leading playoff scorer. He's leading all scorers in the playoffs, even though he had to miss game two. So it looks like, you know, not their top two scorers are out. There's no way, right? They come out, they get down by a handful of goals. They do that all the time. Colorado comes back and wins 11-8. Fantastic game from, you know, Zed Williams, Connor Robinson, and uh, Dylan Ward. It's 1-1. We go to game three in KeyBank, which I understand is sold out for Saturday night's game. So it is going to be a thriller. And, you know, 39 game goals in game one, 29 in game two. Who knows which way this thing goes? There's, there's, there's no guessing what's going to happen. Are you, are you going to make the roadie down there from uh, Ontario for Game Three? I'm seriously thinking about it. Yeah, I think I got to. It'd be hard to, hard to not get down to Buffalo and be part of that whole thing. I was in, uh, in Buffalo in 2019 when they had their game in the the last NLL championship to be held. It was pretty exciting, but this is just ramped up so much. It feels like the intensity and the excitement is on another level this year. 
by the way, I just got to ask you, it's been over a decade since either team's won, by the way. So you, you, I always root for the teams that have ever won before. Bandits and Mammoth both have. But it's been a while. Yeah, 2008, the last time Buffalo won. 2006, the last time Colorado won. They actually beat Buffalo in that. It was a one-game series, a one-game final. So, uh, yeah, you know, 14 years and 16 years, respectively, for the two teams. So it's been a while. So who do you vote for if you want an underdog? I mean, the underdog would be Colorado. Um, They, uh, you know, they were third in the West, finished 10 and 8, had to come through and, you know, in theory, upsets in the West playoffs, probably, you know, no big surprises there, um, except they had to overcome Calgary, who has been their nemesis in the playoffs. So they've gone through a lot to get there. Buffalo looked like the favorite before the season. They went 14 and four. Um, I think they're the favorites, although Steve Priolo was on the cross like a couple weeks ago and was trying to sell the Bandits as, as underdogs because Colorado had beaten them in a game in the regular season. Um, I, I wasn't really buying it. I think, I think the Bandits are favorites, but. At this point, one game, it's up to it's anybody's to grab. I got to say this. Um, I'm going to try and get these in as quickly as I can, but the ownership of the Mammoth, are they – who owns the Colorado Mammoth? Stan Kroenke and, and his uh, group. So he's got the Avalanche, the LA Rams. And, and the Nuggets. Team, the Premier League team. And the Nuggets. Yeah. Okay, so they're yeah. with that. And then the Bandits, yeah. along with Rochester – Nighthawks are owned by the Pagulas, right? And uh, Kim, the matriarch, I guess, if you will, is she's in the Boca Raton Hospital here, like literally a five-minute drive from me by that. We hope all is well with her. But these are ownership groups with big, big, big pockets. John in Edmonton wants to know, Stephen, could Edmonton get an NLL team again? They could. There's been a lot of talk of it. I heard a couple of years ago, it was it was before the pandemic, that it was very close to happening. Things kind of backed off a bit in the pandemic, obviously squashed that. But I think Edmonton is in the running to uh, to get a new team. There were some really positives when Edmonton was in the league. It just didn't really work out in the end. I think there were, you know, there were lease issues, which are so often are. But, uh, you know, I mean, obviously that team went to Saskatchewan and the, the rush have been a huge success there. But I think Edmonton would be a good home again. And I, I would be surprised if they're not among the next, you know, five or six teams to come in. Well, it was 14,000 and change in Buffalo for game one, just over 10,000 in Denver for game two. And you just said game three is sold out in Buffalo. So uh, a lot of people know what's going on. We just got to get more people figuring it out. And the fact that it's on ESPN Plus and TSN doesn't hurt. I got to ask you about the yes. expansion draft for the Las Vegas De- uh, Desert Dogs. I was talking to Vegas people last night. Uh, they're very excited down there. July 7th. How do you expect this expansion draft will go? You know, it, it's interesting. I mean, there's going to be good players available. All the teams complain about how they have to lose a good player. It was every year for a while, right? And they, they lost a couple in a year when it was Philly and, and San Diego coming in. And again, New York and Rochester. Just one team, one player per team that Las Vegas will pick. The one thing to me, I mean, you look at Panther City and they've done quite well. They were competitive for a playoff spot with a big run down the stretch. The thing that strikes me, though, is every time you add a team, you, we've added a bunch of teams, there are, uh, you know, they get more more picks, but the uh, there are they're way down now, right? Because there are, there are now 14 teams who get to protect 11 players each. That's 154 players protected. You look at a few years ago when expansion teams were coming in, you had nine or 10 teams protecting 11 players. You're looking at like 100 or so, 110 players. So that's another 50 players who are protected from when we first started this expansion push. So there are a lot more players protected that may make it harder 
for them to get guys who are ready to contribute in the league. But then again, Panther City signed two free agents, Cam Milligan and Dean Farrell, during the season, and they played huge roles. So there's still lots of talent. I think the thing is, it helps being just a single team. You can pick, you can really plan, and not worry about another team taking players you're interested in, right? You just go and pick the player from each team you want to try and build a team. And you know they're going to go young. You know they're going to try and add a lot of of talent that will be around for a while. So I think they'll get good talent, but I'm curious to see how it plays out having so many more players protected than there were a few years ago. For sure. Winnipeg viewers chiming in saying they'd like to get an expansion team. I feel like we talk about this all the time, Stamper. I'd like to see a team in South Florida. My friends are saying, yeah, nobody wants to go inside. Uh, in South Florida, I'm like, well, it is a winter league, you know. So I think that, yeah. but but I guess, do you know how long the do you know how long the list is, or who's next in expansion? Or are they just going to chill for a while now with Vegas coming on board? Yeah, I think there's a bit of a pause right now. Uh, there was talk. I think the next one was going to be Phoenix, um, and that didn't mm. happen. Maybe it still will. Who knows, right? But that was the big buzz I was hearing was Phoenix after Vegas. I think uh, Montreal was kind of a hot topic for a while. That seemed to cool a little bit, but you never know. There was talk of putting them in in Laval, right, in the uh, Canadians' practice facility, which or uh, where the AHL team plays, and it's a 10,000-seat arena. So uh, there are lots of options. I think Winnipeg is a good option. Um, it's been going very West-heavy, and there's still more teams in the East than the West, so you need to get some more balance probably in the West, or you need to add a bunch in the East and have like two divisions in the East and one in the West. So there are a lot of considerations. I think there's enough talent among runners to add more teams. The one thing to watch, there's a shortage of goalies with experience and and who are ready to play a regular role. And that's going to be the challenge for teams coming in. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, Chris Fox, you know Foxy, he says, Winnipeg viewers need to come to the World Juniors before they think about the NLL. And uh, that's coming up in August, so we'll get, we can get Foxy on talking about that. John wants to know, why are the Desert Dogs not playing at T-Mobile in Vegas? They wanted to play in the new Lifeguard Arena where the Indoor Football League team's playing. Uh, they've settled on MGM. That's where they'll play. Always lots to talk about, Stamper. Thanks for this. Enjoy Game 3 Saturday night. And I agree on World Juniors. Thanks for having me on again. All right. Uh, Moose will join us next for overtime. It's your last chance. Get your text messages in 502-902-518-3033. You think I've said it enough. And in the chat as well. We'll be right back with OT with Moose in a moment. You're watching on YouTube Live today and 24 hours streaming at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's overtime for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the Stanley Cup playoffs and the UFC. And also Taco Time viewer takeover. Hey, for the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one half off at all Taco Times all day. Over 120 locations across Canada. There's always one near you. Again, buy one, get one half off. You can't go wrong with that at Taco Time. Poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairies. Who was the biggest factor in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup? Here is your order of voting so far. Number 1, Gabriel Landeskog, the captain of the Avs, with 38%. He had a goal and a helper. Andre Burakovsky, 24%. Pardon my typo on that. I put Burakovsky. He scored the winner in overtime. 
Andre Vasilevsky, 14%, because he was not good. And other, 24%. Let's bring in the Moose. Uh, by the way, Moose, people in Winnipeg writing in and going, huh? About the World Junior Lacrosse. They didn't know about it. So thank God Chris Fox wrote in and says, yeah, it's a thing. It's happening in August. World Junior Lacrosse, just like hockey, but lacrosse. Come watch it at Canada Life Center. I apologize to Rob Tyson watching in Cold Lake, Alberta. He says, for your NLL expert, any word on who will be coaching the Vancouver Warriors next year? If there's any people writing. Wasn't Jeff McComb out there in BC? Maybe maybe uh, Jeff yeah. would take a stab at it. I'm not sure. Any of those lacrosse insiders, if you're still watching, please answer the question, if you can, who will be coaching Vancouver next year? Dougal Cameron watching. In Calgary says, hey, Rod, are you going to admit live audiences for your shows at Grey Eagle when you get to Calgary? Would love to meet you and shake your hand and say hello. That is a fact, Jack. And as a matter of fact, we've had live audiences welcome for, what, the last month or so of our shows, Moose? Didn't we? Yeah, that's right. Right at the stage bar. So lots of opportunity to come down and watch and comfortable seating. So, uh, yeah, great chance to come on down. It's outstanding seating right at the stage bar. That's where we do it. So I guess it would be now might be a good time to tell folks that we are uh, leave or I'm leaving South Florida this weekend and heading into Alberta as Saturday. Not enough time to get to Edmonton for the game. Matt, I would have loved. But Monday we're at the Rocky Mountain Rotary Club Golf Classic. There you go. It doesn't exactly roll off your tongue. Monday at Bears Paw. And we're going to have some special guests. Have you thought any more on the Bo Levi stunt? Did I let, did I let mm. too much out of the bag? Because he's going to be there. There's nothing saying that he won't slap me for real Monday at Bears Paw. Have we thought about that? I know, right? We'll have to keep the cameras rolling. That'll be important. Just keep the cameras <laughs> rolling at all times. I've put in my... Request for which celebrities I want on the air Monday at Bears Paw, so we'll see if it happens. Uh, Chris Fox from Canada Lacrosse writing, he says, most likely a BC guy or a West guy, Andrew McBride and Rob Williams are rumored. So there you go. They don't know who the next coach of the Vancouver Warriors will be. Um, I've done a lot of talking today, Moose. We've had a lot of fun. What do you want to say in the moments that we have left? Um, we didn't talk a lot about, you know, game one last night and you talk about the poll question, um, just to kind of wrap on that. I thought Nikushkin was the, was the X factor last night for Colorado. I mean, that pass he made in overtime to set up the goal was, that was to me, that was as good of a play as Kucherov made in, in to, to set up his goal it was, you know, a normal pass, but the way that shot got blocked to him and in overtime and not to put it on net, but to slide it across. And then it was basically a tap-in. I thought that pass, and we'll look at it, it's so underrated. And if that's the pass and the play that gets Colorado off and running and ends up leading them to win a championship, I think we'll look back on that moment as maybe being a series-defining one. Funny you say that. Um, It's my commentary today on Cat Country and Rock 98.5, and it looks like the commentary is now going to be moving to radio stations in Ontario, but it's... I scoffed when the NHL said a dream matchup between Colorado and Tampa Bay. I literally scoffed. I think you saw it. 
And then I got looking at the numbers, and then game one happens. Game one happens last night in the style that it did, and I'm like, yeah, they were right on the money. Maybe I'm just hard to impress. I don't know. But this has turned into a dream matchup. <laughs> Two great coaches with Saskatchewan ties, as we know. Um, it's an argument who's got the best D, who's got the best forwards. Like it's, but it's the Stanley Cup. You know you're going to have two good teams, right? But, uh, yeah, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Rod, hopefully you can make it to historic McMahon next Saturday. Uh, yeah, I, sure, I don't have any plans. Let's go to the Stamps game. Who are they playing? I don't even know. The one thing about this show is running 10 to Noon Mountain I'd like to get to the stadium for the walkthroughs the day before. This is what the people don't understand. You get it. That's where the business is done. That's where the chin wagon happens. Game day's game day. There's too much going on. It's the day before the game. Last minute of play in, our, in the RP show. Last minute of play. Uh, Arlen Bruce III says, Is it true that Colorado Avs are really the Winnipeg Jets? No. That's the Arizona Coyotes. But Arlen Bruce, did you see? I told him to write you because we have an invitation to do live shows with an establishment he's affiliated with in Edmonton. Did AB3 write out to write you, Moose? Uh, probably. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll be looking forward to it. Okay. Arlen, he's the guy to talk to about live shows anywhere, not me. I just sit here and yap. He's the business guy. And tomorrow we'll be back here yakking it up on the old yak box. I don't know all of the guests, but I know Jeff Reinbold will be one of them. Moose, thanks for a great day today. Appreciate you. You bet. See you tomorrow. Because I thought I was going to see Cindy Lauper. And then I get there and she's nowhere to be found. You just got duped. I got I got duped. Yeah. Hey, who wants to get duped by dupe? <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.